Well, praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this resurrection morning. Bless his holy name. I've been thinking about it all since I've got up and thinking about how the Lord got up for me and the blessings just to be on my feet, be in the house of the Lord this morning. I know a lot of you are at home and you'd love to be in your home church. I know our people would love to be here uh, today. But because of this that's going on, we're having to tarry just for a little while. But be encouraged, friend. Jesus is alive, amen, and sitting on the right hand of the Father. He's not dead, but he's alive. And because he's alive, that gives us hope, that gives us excitement. It doesn't matter what's going on. doesn't matter uh, what kind of shape our cities are in or our country's in or the world is in. Jesus is in control today, and I praise the Lord for that. It's good to come to you this morning on Easter Sunday morning. It seemed like just a few weeks ago, it was Easter Sunday morning last year. And that's how fast time has went by. And a lot has happened since uh, last Easter. And uh, we were talking with uh, one of our brothers today. And we said, we know that we'll never forget what 2020 has been. And, uh, but I got good news for you. Your whole life could change this morning if you'll just listen what God is about to do in the Word of God in your life. And I praise Him today. I'm excited. I don't want to get in no hurry. I just want to take my time and exhort the Lord for all that He's done for me. I've, I've been so overwhelmed all day thinking about how good the Lord has been. And uh, if you got your Bibles right there at home, get your, get your Bible out. And let's go to Luke 24. Luke 24. And we're going to break in about the first verse of that chapter. And I want to read you something here that may, I pray, help you today and encourage you. And I'm going to ask you to do something. I ain't asked all. We've been doing this now for about a month. And I'm not asking you all at home. And I'm going to ask you today, you say, well, you can't see me. You don't know what I'm doing. Well, I'm going to ask you to stand right there in your living room with the Word of God and reverence His Word because <laughs> He's worthy of it today. And let's read God's Word together here in Luke 24, verse 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining raiments. And as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? <laughs> he's not here. Listen. But he's risen. Remember, church, remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful man. 
and be crucified. And the third day, <laughs> rise again. And they remembered His words. Let us pray. Father, I ask You right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, for a few moments of time, would You speak through these stammering lips, Lord, that men and women, boys and girls, could receive Your message today. God, how we thank You for what this day represents. God, we thank You for sending Your only Son to die on an old rugged cross for unworthy sinners such as I and such as all these that are, are listening, Lord, today by the way of live stream. God, we're unworthy to even hear Your words today, but because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, dying and shedding His blood has made us worthy today to hear this and receive it. May people, Lord, fall on their knees in their living rooms, on their jobs, uh, wherever they're receiving this, Lord, and cry out to you and get right, Lord. Give their life to you before it's eternally too late. Lord, we need fresh bread today. Lord, just uh, rise this up in us today and move in a mighty way, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And you can be seated if you can this morning. Praise the Lord. I love, I thought about Brother Greg Collins here in the church. He always says that, be seated if you can. They sometimes I can't be seated. I just have to get up and move for the Lord. And that'd be fine too. If you need to shout a little bit, shout right there in the house. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong shouting in the house. Ain't nothing wrong in running in the house. I've run off my front porch and around the house praising the Lord. I love it when he fills me up. I'm not ashamed of the Lord and I hope you're not either. But this morning, I got to thinking about uh, this message that the Lord has given me this week for you. And here we see in this chapter the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. And, and how that He's went and paid the sin debt for all of mankind through His death on the cross. I don't know if you've thought about that lately, but He paid an awful price. That you could have that right to be where you're at right now. That that air would flow in and out of your lungs the way it is right now. That you'd be able to see what's going on right now. That you'd be able to hear what the message is about this morning. That you could feel uh, the blood running through your veins. And you can move your hands and move your fingers. And you could have the right mind that you have. It's because of Him, amen, that you've got that this morning. And that you're blessed the way you are. It's all because of Him. Bless His holy name. I want to preach a message this morning with the help of the Lord, if it be His will, entitled, Because He Lives. <laughs> because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Hallelujah. No matter what's going on in this world, what virus, what pandemic is going on, I don't care how bad it gets, because He lives, I can face it, and I can go through it, and you can too, my friend, if we'll hold on and just press on, as the Bible says, to the mark and the prize calling of the Lord. Amen. That high calling one day after a while. There's a few things in this chapter that I saw when the Lord pointed it out to me. And I'd studied the four Gospels and, and looked at every writer's uh, uh, explanation here uh, at this morning when Christ got up. And I read each one of them. And you know, it, it's funny how that if you ask four different men about a certain event, every one of them has a little bit 
to add to it or maybe a little more detail or they'll tell it just a little bit different, but they're all telling the same story. And that's what I got out of it when I got over here to Luke and how it spoke to me. There's four things I want to show you real quick. I, I won't hold you long, but I want to mind the Lord this morning. I want to give exactly what God has given me. But let's look here in verse 1. He says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing spices, which they had prepared, and certain others with them. When I read that, I thought about that one phrase jumped out of there to me. So number one, they seeked him early. And we're going to have to seek the Lord early if we're going to hear from God. Amen. You may not be a morning person. You may be one of those who likes to sleep 10, 11, 12 o'clock of the day. But I like to get up early. And I like to seek the Lord early. I love to be out when the sun's coming up. When I, the sun's coming up, gets me to thinking about how the Lord got up for me one day. Rose from the tomb like this morning represents. He went to the grave and paid the ultimate price for you and I. From the cross of the Calvary to the grave. And then the third morning, got up for you and I victorious over death, hell, and the grave. So we need to seek Him early in our life so He can bless us in our life. Amen. Here in this first verse, I thought about Proverbs eight seventeen. He said, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Boy, there's a lot in that about seeking the Lord early. It ain't just about talking about a first thing in the morning. But I sought the Lord early in my life as a young child. And I've never regretted a day that I've given my life to the Lord. Has it been easy? No. I tell it like this. It's been the hardest, easiest life that I've ever lived. It's been hard when I've done it my way. And it's been easy when I've done it God's way. Amen. It can be the same for you. If you're struggling in your life, you're struggling because you're doing it your way. But if you'll give in to God and let Him have your life and surrender your whole life to God, He'll bless you right where you're at. Amen. Praise His holy name. He wants to bless you. Psalm 63 verse 1, the Bible says, O God, Thou art my God. Early will I seek Thee. Is what the Bible says. My soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in the dry and thirsty land where there's no water. Amen. I want the Lord. I want to seek Him early in my life. I want to do everything I can because there'll be a day when we physically won't be able to do it. I deal with a lot of people right now, elderly folks, and, and we're getting there ourselves. And they talk about, boy, back when I was young, I sure wished I'd have trusted the Lord where I could have done more for the Lord. You know what, I, I understand that, but I'm so glad that I did trust the Lord early in my life. And you that are there at home right now thinking about your life, you may be young and you may be ready. And let me tell you, you may be ready to take on the world. But you better seek the Lord early in your life. If you want the blessings of God in your life, you'll put Him first in your life. You'll give Him everything in your life. You'll say, Lord, for, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. What's He talking about? This house right here. I'm on me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Me, myself, and I are going to seek after the Lord. We're going to love the Lord. We're going to lift the Lord up. 
up. We're going to praise Him. We're going to go to the house of God. We're not going to fail to assemble ourselves together. We're going to be a witness in the community. We're going to show people how it is to walk by faith. We can preach about faith. We can talk about faith. But now we're in the time to prove what faith's all about. I'm telling you what, they may not be nobody here this morning, but I'll tell you what, the house might as well be full because I can feel the Spirit of God. I know that He's liveth within me. Why? Because I've sought Him early and let Him fill me up and He'll do the same for you, friend, and He's done for me. So number one, we need to seek Him early. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all of your heart. Now I've heard people say, I go to church and I just can't feel a thing. And people are all excited, they're happy. Some of them shouting, raising their hands, smiling from ear to ear, shedding tears, and I don't feel a thing. Well, I'm going to tell you first of all, it ain't in feelings. I'm glad I know in my heart in whom I have believed, amen. I don't live by feelings, but it sure is good when I do feel it. And when I feel it, I, my voice gets loud, my hand goes up, my leg gets to waving sometimes. I get to running, I get to shouting. I, some people even ask me uh, if I'm of a certain a denomination or something. I'll tell you what I'm of. I'm of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm in His church. I ain't of a denomination. I'm following the King, amen. It gets me a little excited when I think about what God's done for us. I want to seek Him with my whole heart, amen. That's what I I want to do it's not about a denomination I'm proud to be a Baptist preacher I'm proud to be here in our independent missionary Baptist church I'm proud of it I'm proud of standing as a pastor for Vickers Chapel and claim them to be my people and I'm their pastor and I'm honored to do that but I'll tell you what I'm more honored in. I'm a child of the king that's what I'm honored to claim this morning I want to seek him early in my life. How about you? I'm not ashamed today. Over in Amos uh, chapter 5 verse 4, the Bible says, For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Listen, seek ye me, and ye shall live. <laughs> We've got to seek the Lord if we're going to have life. Now, I know what's going on. It's a scary time. It's a time of uncertainty. We are fighting a visible enemy. It's, it's easy, brother, when we can see the enemy. And we can kind of prepare when we see the enemy coming. But right now, you can't see the enemy. What's the scriptures talk about? We don't fight against flesh and blood. But we fight against principalities, powers in the air. You know, that's what this reminds me of. The devil thinks he's having a heyday. But I got news for him. His days are coming. His days are coming. I want to remind him what this day represents. Amen. He thought he'd won it all. He thought he had the victory. He'd finally killed the king of kings. He thought he had won. And hell had a party. But on that third morning, I'm glad he broke the party up. Amen. And he put the devil in his place and showed him exactly who he is. Yes, the devil's loose for a little while. He's going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. 
He may be after you. He's been after me. He's been after my family. He's been after your children, my children, my uncles, my aunts, everybody. The devil's trying to deceive everybody. And the Bible says he deceived the very elect if it were possible. But you know how that becomes possible? When you allow it to be possible. Let me tell you, friend, we need to seek him early in, my, in our lives. Why? Because he lives. <laughs> I don't know any other way to tell it, brother. It's because he lives is how we seek him early. Praise the Lord. Number two. Look at verse two. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And that first three words there jumped out at me. And they found. So number two. They found the stone rolled away. <laughs> In Ezekiel 36, 26, he says, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away, I will take away, I will take away that stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, a heart of love. Amen. I can remember, uh, you know, I've been saved now quite a while, but I haven't forgot what, it was, what that resurrection from the dead was like. Yeah. What are you talking about? I was dead in trespasses and sin, but the Lord come by. And <laughs> you remember that, Brother Aaron, when he came by and knocked on your heart's door, and I said, eee. It opened up the door and said, yes, Lord, come on in. And he, he resurrected me from out of my dead state and set my feet up on a solid rock. And I ain't been the same since he's done it, amen. Thank God I found the stone was rolled away in my heart. He opened, he opened my old dusty sepulcher up. He opened my tomb up and said, Gary, you're free. Go on. And I've been running ever since. I've been happy in the Lord ever since. And if you're dead and you ain't got nothing in your life and you, they ain't never been no excitement in your life and you ain't never felt a change in your life and you're still living in your old trespasses and sin and you're claiming to be a child of God, let me report to you this morning. I'm telling you upon the authority of God's Word, you ain't never been born again. You ain't never been down to the cross of Calvary. You ain't never had a drink from a living water. You ain't never had your room changed. You need to get right with God before it's eternally too late. Amen. And let him roll the stone away in your heart. Amen. He rolled. Let me tell you what. The stone didn't hold him in. Amen. And it ain't going to hold him back. And we didn't put the stone to hold him in. But he rolled the stone back so we could get in. <laughs> Praise yeah. the Lord. Ain't you glad of that? And he rolled the stone back so we could get in. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I praise the Lord this morning. I'm glad I got in, Brother Scott. I'm glad I don't live like I used to live. I don't talk like I used to talk. I don't drink the drink I used to drink. I'm drinking from a living water. Amen. I'm drinking from a new fountain. Bless his holy name. He's so good this morning. If I was you, I'd shout right where I was at. Amen. Man, that's cold water. 
<laughs> it's to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Amen. I think about that a lot. Over in Isaiah 43, verse 19, let's look what the Bible says. He says, Behold, I do a new thing. Has he done anything new for you lately? He will. I'll do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert. I'm telling you, whatever you're going through today, whatever fear you've got with this old pandemic and all this stuff that's going on, he's wanting to do a new thing in you. He's wanting to give you a new mind, a new way to think. Why is he going to do all that? Because he's God <laughs> and he loves his children. And I love this next one, Philippians 4, 19. I love what he said in it. He says, but my God, I underlined that in my Bible. I love that because he's my God. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Not by anybody else, but by Christ Jesus. Amen. How's he do that? How's he remove the stone? How's he get all this out of your life? How's he make a way where there is no way? He does it because he lives. Amen. That's how it happens. It happens in our life that way. Let's look at verse 3 of this same chapter. He says, And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And boy, that, that jumped off the page to me just reading that. Number three, they entered in. <laughs> they entered in. And you and I are going to have to enter in. If you're going to see God work in your life, you're going to have to enter in to Him. Amen? You're going to have to let Him enter you. You're going to have to give it to Him and surrender to Him. Let Him resurrect your life out of the dead state that you're in. And God will quicken your spirit and do something in you that you've never seen happen before. You'll have joy you've never had. Your kids will be happier. Your husband will be happier. Your wife will be happier. Your life will change if you'll surrender to him and enter in Matthew 27 verse 51 and behold the veil of the temple was rent in twain what does that mean it was ripped in two from the top to the bottom and the earth quaked and the rocks were rent well, preacher, really, what does that mean? Okay, I'm glad you asked. I want to break it down for you. You know, back in the old Bible, it talks about the temple. And the priest would go in once a year, and he would offer up a blood sacrifice. He had to pick a lamb without spot or without blemish. And he would sacrifice that lamb, and the blood would shed, and they would take that uh, blood, and he would take that and go up to the veil that was in the temple. And they would hook a rope around him. And on the end of that priest's robe, right down at the bottom, there was bells around the bottom of his robe. And I can't get into all of that right now. But he had those bells on. They tie a rope around him because the priest himself needed to enter in. <laughs> he needed to have things fixed up. He needed to be clean before God. 
But they'd put a rope around him, and they'd feed the rope, and he would walk and go behind the veil. That veil that separated man from God. What was behind the veil? The veil was the holies of the holy. That's where God dwelt. And the priest would go in there. And he would take that blood. And he would sprinkle it on the mercy seat. As an atonement for sin. Man's sin for one year. He would do this year after year. And I'm telling you right now. People are so lazy right now and so sorry right now. Could you imagine trying to depend on a priest right now to go in and, and sprinkle some blood for you? You can't hardly get one to come over and see you. And I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to seek out our old past, and when we find them, we need to walk therein. We need to walk with God. Why? This scripture tells us that when Christ died on the cross of Calvary, that bell was rent in two. That means he opened it up so we could get in to God that's what he done and from the moment Christ died on the cross of Calvary and said it is finished the earth shook the veil was rent the way was made where you and I now <laughs> can get in you can get down on your knees in your home right there and cry unto a holy God and you're in the middle of the holies of holy and you can call on him, and you and him can have a one-on-one -on -one relationship. You don't go and knock on a box and talk to somebody in a box and say, I need you to forgive my sins and do all that. I'm glad the veil was rent. We can go past the boxes, amen, and go straight into the throne room of God. And guess what? He said he was faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Boy, that ought to get you excited this morning to think about that. How Christ didn't just die on the cross, but he let the veil be rent and said, there'll be no more animal sacrifice. I'm the perfect sacrifice. I'm the only sacrifice the world will ever need. So what does his sacrifice mean? He paid for sin from the beginning to now, to the end. That means he forgave my sins from the beginning. And when I came to him and give him my life, he forgave me of all of my sins. All the way to the end of my life. What does that mean? I never had to pray again. I can sin as much as I want to. I, I'm sealed. I can do anything I want to. You have been misinformed. Let me tell you something this morning. You will seek him with your whole heart. You will let him in. And because he lives within you, and because he lives, it makes you want to walk right. It makes you want to talk right. It makes you want to do things right. Because you know you're right with God. You won't live like a hellion. You'll come out from among uh, that sin. You'll come out from among the world. You'll do what the Bible says and be a separated people. You'll walk right and you'll act right and you'll do what God will have you to do. If you're not doing that, I believe I'd check up. Amen. You can say amen at the house. Amen. We need to live right for God. I can't just do anything I want to do. I want to live right for God. You know why? Because I can remember being raised up in the hills of Kentucky. My mother will love this message. She'll be watching this morning. She's watching, so she'll love this. When we was raised up, 
she taught us right from wrong. And when we got out of the way and got, got in the wrong, she had something for us. And we entered into it. It was called a limb about that long. I know people today are like, oh my goodness, you know, we don't whip our children anymore. Let me tell you what, my mother raised me with a switch and it never hurt me a bit. It straightened me right up, made me walk right and talk right, represent the family right. You know what? God's no different. If you ain't never received a whipping from the Lord and you claim to be born again, I'm going to tell you this morning, you ain't never been born again. Because when I get out of fellowship with God, when I get out of the way just a little bit, he says, wait just a minute. <laughs> he goes over and pulls out that big old limb, and he wears me out, and he straightens me out, and he shows me who I am. And after he wears me out and shows me what I've done, and I repent of that, he hugs me right up and says, that's okay now, son. Go on and live for me. That's the way God is. People think that God is some old man sitting on a throne ready to kill you in any minute. He's ready to cast judgment on you and throw you out and, and pitch you to the side. Let me tell you what. God loved you so much, he sent the very best that heaven had was Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he didn't stop there. For God so loved the world, Brother Aaron, that he gave his only begotten son. Could you give your son? I couldn't give my daughter. I mean, I love you. I love you with all my heart. But I don't think I could give my daughter for you. I'm just telling you, that's the flesh in me. And I'd say you'll say the same thing. But you know, God looked way past that, Brother Aaron. And he said, you know what? Aaron's got to have a way to me one day. And I'm going to send my only son, the best I've got, to die just for you. So you could go to heaven one day. Well, it's the least that we could do for all that he's done for us. Amen. He's paid a great and ultimate price that you and I could have this right to the tree of life and be born again and live for him. Psalms 95. Verse 6, talking about getting in. He says, O come, let us worship. And bow down and let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. How long has it been since you've bowed down and worshipped the Lord, your Maker? How long has it been? Well, I've been so busy. Can you remember about a month ago? My date book was full. My plans were all made. I knew what I was going to be doing six months from now. I had it all planned out. Week after week, day after day, moment after moment, from minute to minute, I had it planned out. And it was just go, 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 go. And the Lord said, you know what? It's time to slow the whole world down. And boy, he has, ain't he? My date book is freed up. I'm doing things I've never done before. Even this right now, preaching to you here on live stream. Thank God for technology and blessing us like this and how God has helped us. He wants us to get in even when we're at the house. You need to have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with the Lord. Well, uh, brother, it's just not the same. I understand it's not the same. And I would love to hug all my people today shook their hands and told them I loved them. And I'm telling you, right now, I love you. But for this time, 
while everything is still and quiet and we're having to reflect. This is a time that, to get in. Study your Bible. Get along with God. Get that one-on-one -on -one relationship. Read your Bible to, to your children. Draw them around. Have Bible study. Talk about the goodness of the Lord and how good it is and how He's blessed your home and done all this for you. That's the least that we can do. Why? Because He lives. That's why we do it is because He lives. Psalms 100, verse 4. I love this. Enter. Enter into the gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. Have you blessed His name lately? Have you said, Lord, I just want to thank You for all that You've done? Me and a brother were talking this week. And he said, you know, sometimes I just want to thank the Lord. I don't want to ask the Lord for nothing. You know that's important that we do that. We petition the Lord so much. Could you just take time, maybe just today, say, Lord, I'm not going to ask you for nothing. I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you. You know, right there at home, right now, if I was you, I'd just raise my hands and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that I can raise my hands. Thank you, Lord, that I can speak your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this resurrection Sunday morning. I may not be in church, Lord, but I can worship you. And I can praise you, Lord. You're worthy of it, Lord. We just want to thank you this morning. Thank you for what you're doing. Bless your holy name, Lord. You're worthy of it today. You can do that right in your home, right where you're at. And God will bless you right there. And then the last one I want to give you before I come to a close. Here, number four. Look at... Look in, at number four, I want to read this to you. Here in Luke 24, verse 4. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed about, behold, two men stood by them in shining raiment. It jumped out at me, that words on that verse, it came to pass. I'm, number four, I want to tell you, it came to pass. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. How's that happen? Because it come to pass. It comes to pass in our life. When we trust the Lord as our personal Savior, it comes to pass. What we have read in the Scriptures, we find out it's true. It comes to pass in our life, and we see it come to fruition in our life, and we know that God is able to do exceedingly above anything we could think or ask. Are you scared about this pandemic? No, I'm not. Really? You're not scared you're going to get sick? Your family's going to get sick? No. I'm trusting God. I'm believing Him at His Word. Could we get sick? You better believe it. Could we get sick and die? We sure could. But you know, if we get sick and die, what's going to happen? We've got a better home in heaven. <laughs> I mean, I know we want to live as long as we can, but we need to allow God to, for these things to come to pass in our life. He said He's our protector. He's our provider. He's our healer. Let's trust the Lord for that. Let's live by faith and not by sight. Stop believing everything you see on the news, absorbing that till you're in such a panic you don't know how to live. I turn the TV off and open my Bible up 
and, and read in the Scriptures how He'll make a way where there is no way. I'll be with you all the way even down to the end of the world. I'll not put no more upon you than you're able to bear. I'll go with you. He's promised it and He'll bring it to pass. It's going to come to pass one day. All this that He's talked about. Let me give you two more scriptures and I'll be done. Here in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, some of my favorite scriptures that I love and I'm looking forward to it because it's coming to pass and it could happen this morning. It could happen right now. He said, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of an archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. It's coming to pass, church. You better get ready. Get your bags packed up. We're fixing to move up one day after a while, and it could be today. Praise His holy name. Is it really going to be that way? I promise you on the authority of God's Word, it's going to happen that way. The world's going to be going just like this. They're going to get over this pandemic and whatever it is. And they're going to be all back to their business and doing everything. And everything's going to be going like this. And everybody's going to be in a twirl and a, and a tumble and don't know which way it's going. And all of a sudden, whoa, the church is out of here. And they're going to be wondering, where'd Victor Chapel go? Where'd everybody go? Can you imagine when the church is called out? When that pilot in that seat flying that 747 is a born-again believer of God, and he's got an autopilot, and he's driving and flying that plane on his own, and all of a sudden he's called out like that right there, and all them people in that plane that don't know the Lord, now they ain't got no uh, uh, pilot flying the plane, and here they go. It's going to be a terrible time for some people. What about that train conductor running that train down the track? He's watching the curves. He's keeping up with everything that's going on. All of a sudden, he's one of them born-again, uh, sold-out Christians for God. The Lord calls him out. The train's running wide open by itself. What's going to happen next? What about that 18-wheeler driver driving that tractor-trailer down the road? Listen to good preaching on the radio. Listen to good gospel music. He's feeling good. He's excited about living for God. And all of a sudden, boom, he's gone. And the truck is on its own. Heading for people coming right at it that don't know God. Now you're trying to scare me. I'm just giving you the facts. I'm telling you how it's really going to happen. And they're going to wonder, what are we going to do? Can you imagine, Brother Aaron? This church will be fuller than it's ever been, probably, with the people trying to get in. Where's the pastor at? Where's Brother Aaron at? Where's Brother John at? I need to talk to him. I need to get right with God. I should have done it earlier. What's going to happen now? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're left behind, my friend. You're left behind. That's what this morning represents. Resurrection. You don't have to be afraid to die. You don't have to be afraid of a pandemic. You don't have to be afraid of what's coming next. Let me tell you what, you got your sins under the blood. Everything's covered up. You're good to go. You don't have to worry. Just pray and trust God, and He'll get you through it. He'll bring it to pass. The last one is Revelations 21, verse 4. Listen. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, 
neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. It will come to pass. Why? Because he lives. <laughs> because he lives, church, it's coming to pass. I wonder if you know the Lord today. Can I ask you a question in the next few moments? If the Lord was to come right now, are you ready to meet him? As we've told you today, he's alive. You can go to Israel. You can go to the tomb where they placed him. It's still there. But I guess what? He ain't there. <laughs> it's empty. It's empty. If you visit it today, that tomb is empty. Why? Because he's alive. And he's making intercession for you and I. What's that mean? He's sitting at the right hand of the Father that when we come to him, he says, Father, that's one of ours. And he pleads our case before the Lord. He wants to plead your case this morning. And all you have to do is come to him. You see the number that's on our screen right now? Won't you pick that phone up and call? There's men here that'll pray with you. They'll take a Bible and show you exactly how to be ready. Because he lives. He wants to be alive in your life. Can I really be saved at home? You sure can. How can I do that? Let me tell you how. You can get down right there beside your couch and bow your knee down beside the couch and you can pray something like this, Lord, I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. And Lord, I don't know how to pray, but the preacher said that you said in your word that if I would confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead, you said I could be saved. And you said, Lord, whosoever called upon your name would be saved. So right now, Lord, I ask you to save me. And he'll do just that. He'll do just that in your life. He'll save you right there in your home, by your couch, in your recliner, by your kitchen table, with your family. They'll pray with you. They'll help you. We'll help you. Take advantage of this number and call. I want to pray with you right now. Father, I've given exactly what you told me to give. And I've preached my heart out, Lord, to the people. I've done exactly what you've put upon my heart this week. And give me the, the understanding of your word to bring to them. Now, Lord, I'm, I leave it here. And it's for them to respond. I pray that men and women, boys and girls right now, will respond to your word. And they'll call the number, they'll make that confession, Lord, and get right before it's eternally too late. And that they won't be ashamed, Lord, to let us know that they've made that step for you. God, would you move in these hearts right now for the next few moments of time. And we'll love you and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I want to tell you I love you and I appreciate you being here this morning. Please think about what we've told you today and consider your life. Because today could be it. The time could be over. Before the sun sets, the Lord could call you. And I love you enough to tell you that he loves you. He don't want you to go to a devil's hell. He wants you to be saved today. So please take the time. Call the number. We love you from the bottom of my heart. And we appreciate you being with us here today at Vickers Chapel. We look forward to seeing you again real soon. God bless you.